I read Journeys Out of the Body and I thought, okay, this is someone who sort of gets, based on the experience I had, this is someone who sort of gets the bizarreness of some of this work that we can experience. So Robert Monroe, I ended up attending the Monroe Institute, going to a gateway, getting information, that sort of thing, and then fell in love, of course, with hemisync frequencies to enter a consciousness state. Same with, it's similar to a drum to enter a consciousness state in shamanism. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Hemisync Podcast. I'm Garrett Stevens, Chairman and President of Hemisync. Our guest today is Amara Honick. She's a teacher with Monroe Institute and the Foundation for Shamanic Studies, sharing concepts, theories, techniques, and tools for consciousness and shamanic exploration. She is also a certified spiritual director and has an extensive background in personally practiced interspirituality, sacred creative expression, and contemplative practices. Amara is a facilitator of soul collage, zentangle, chakra dance, touch drawing, and veriditas labyrinth practices. She also holds certifications as a sound healer, crystal healing practitioner, henna artist, and Reiki master. Amara's private practice is located in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, gateway to the Smoky Mountains, and she's the author of Creative Meditation and Manifestation, Using Your 21 and 8 Powers to Create Your Life. Her upcoming book release is entitled Dark Night of the Soul, Using Ancestral Practices to Heal from Loss, Sorrow, and Grief. Here's Amara. Amara, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us. So before we really get into it, you know, just kind of going through, through your background, I guess two themes kind of stand out to me. I mean, your background is very diverse, uh, but two things kind of stand out. Um, the first is your really deep interest in shamanism and expertise there, and then the Bob and Rose stuff. So I'm just kind of curious, which one came first? Well, it's it's interesting because they both kind of came at the same time almost. I start I did start with um, core shamanism, which is Michael Harner's work, which is the work I teach. Mm -hmm. And while I was learning some of that, um, I I read Journeys Out of the Body, and I thought, okay, this is someone who sort of gets, based on the experience I had, this is someone who sort of gets the bizarreness of some of this work that we can experience. And it was, it, and so Robert Monroe, I ended up attending the Monroe Institute, going to a gateway, getting information, that sort of thing. And then fell in love, of course, with hemisync frequencies to enter a consciousness state. Same with, it's similar to a drum to enter a consciousness state in shamanism. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah, exactly yeah. right. So I, I sort of did kind of, which was doing both at the same time. Uh-huh. And that seems to be often how it goes. You know, everything kind of changes at once. Yeah, uh, yeah. So were, was there a specific event or a series of events that kind of gave rise to uh, this turn in your life? Yeah. So my my spiritual awakening was is was a little was a little odd. And I, I was driving home one night from a class and I was I was uh, calling my husband just to tell him I was on my way back. And mm -hmm. the call kept dropping, which it had never done before. Mm -hmm. And I was out in um, I was in Illinois on some county roads and I kept it, it was almost to the point where I became strangely obsessed with the phone call dropping instead of just letting it go. I kept looking down to redial. He'd answer, say hello. And I'd say, hey, and then boom, it would it would hang up again. And then there was a point on the road where I was not paying attention at all. I'm driving over 55 miles an hour on a county highway. And I heard as if someone was standing in my car, sitting in my car, I heard, put the phone down now. And the now was just emphasized. And I, I was startled. I dropped the phone. I looked up just in time to see all of the cars in front of me had already completely stopped on the, on the highway. And I slammed on my brakes. 
and I squeezed my eyes closed. I slammed because I thought I was going to hit the person behind me and it didn't, it didn't happen. And I, I kind of opened my eyes and looked in my rear view mirror, expecting everybody behind me to hit me. And it didn't happen. It was just this, I really felt that uh, it, it could have been a really critical situation and it felt like a near death type of experience. And mm -hmm. I, I was not injured, but I, I started to shake. I started convulsing. I kind of went into shock. I was turning the car lights on inside of my interior, trying to find the voice that went with that. And there was no one there. And so I, I drove home and the next day I told my husband about it. And the next day I'll say that everything just started to break loose. It was, it was fast and furious. And I, I started hearing more and more and, and clear audience and, and I needed someone to help me but there was nobody I knew who had had an experience like this. And that's where Michael Harner from the Foundation for Shamanic Studies and Robert Monroe from the Monroe Institute, that is how I started to unravel what was happening to me just based on their experiences and their information. That sounds a, awesome. It was a yeah. crazy awakening, yes. <laughs> yeah, wow, okay, so um, let's see. So um, just kind of going through your background. So you, you've also done some work with uh, Don Oscar Miro Casada as well, right? He, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, point, it's right. more, it's the Peruvian shamanism. Yeah. Um, I do focus more in core shamanism, which is, mm -hmm. is the general, uh, it's general shamanism as defined by Michael Harner, who was an anthropologist many, many, many years ago. And he, he pulled out from different cultures what all the cultures seem to be doing, for example, yeah. Um, he can, he defines a shaman as someone who takes journeys, you know, spiritually mm -hmm. conscious journeys using uh, a sonic driver. And one of them is a drum. You can use click mm -hmm. sticks and didgeridoos. You know, there's all these different ways to get in rattles. And so he kind of defined what was missing in so much of our culture. So I'm Celtic. I'm Scotland, Ireland. That's my, my heritage. So you know that there were shamanic people, but, you know, so he kind of brought back some of those trainings for people who are interested in um, reaching out and touching their own ancestral line and learning this type of work. So the Peruvian is, is very much more specific, much more cultural related, Mesa building and some really beautiful, beautiful things, but different from, from what I, what I teach and practice most of the time. Right. Yeah. Thanks for that background. I mean, uh, Michael Harner's book, I, I read way the, or I read way the shaman before Bob Monroe stuff, mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, he certainly has had a huge influence in bringing shamans yes. to the Western oh, world. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Bob, obviously, you know, we all, uh, know about, um, and Don Oscar, I think has done a great job of kind of bringing yes. his own brand of shamanism forward. Um, I agree. To contemporary society as well. I agree. Yes. Um, Cool. All right. So um, in this particular course or um, album that you've developed with us, we're calling it Finding Closure. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're here to talk about that today, both in kind of general terms, Finding Closure, but also as it relates to the album, which has the same name. Right. Um, what types of events are we talking about here that needs closure? So I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to give a few events, but I'm going to say it's much broader than this because mm -hmm. it's the events that people can bring that are painful to them in their lives forward is, I mean, I just generally cover it. We can talk about health worries and medical sort of worries, issues, um, abrupt change in your life. It could be a career change, you know, job change. It could be a divorce. It could be, it could be empty nesting, a child that's leaving the nest. Failed relationships is also a very big one because we're, mm -hmm. it's not just romantic relationships, but it could be familial or friendships also. Um, 
and and I think one of the big things that I think isn't talked about enough is our moral and value conflicts where we regret something we have done and and we kind of live with that regret and this is intended to give us a chance to break through that see it from a higher perspective and and move forward mm -hmm. and I think I saw you define it as any type of event um or situation that doesn't meet our expectations yes when you really sit back and think about <laughs> it I mean how much of you know, yes, normal daily human existence could fall into that bucket. Yeah, and there's a lot. And all of us, I think that we reach a certain age in life, you have a pretty good stacking of disappointments and losses. And what we <laughs> normally do is we normally go around those losses. We don't want to feel the emotions. So no, we go around that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. and so I encourage in all of my work that is as it can be painful, but we're going to drive through the emotion. We're going to go through it so mm -hmm. that we can feel it and then deal with it and then come out on the other side more whole. Cool. And so on this particular album, uh, we have three tracks. Um, mm -hmm. There's an introduction, um, and then there's two exercises. But it's hard to kind of do justice to a setup for you know all these exercises and the you know possible permutations that it might lead to in the background that kind of went into building it in you know a single track. So I think we have an opportunity to do that here. Um, so the two exercises are entitled Inner Journey and Healing Journey. Um, so let's just go through those. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I greenlit this project when I saw the scripts is the imagery was just so evocative. Um, and, you know, I understand that you kind of like to craft these scripts based on your own experiences. You want to just yeah. kind of talk about what might have informed these? Yeah. So one of the things that is, is I think is a forte for me is um, is the shamanic journey and mm -hmm. is the consciousness journey. And in those journeys, I can feel my perceptions are feel, see, and here. So what I do is when I work with clients and I, I prepare something specific for them and we, we sometimes dual journey. So they will just follow along with my guidance as what I see. What I do is um, I, I, I write down what I see in the journey. So in this one specifically, I saw myself walking on a beach. I was working on some issues of my own and I saw myself walking on a beach and then I just sort of pause and I look around. What do I see? And I see, you know, the ocean sweeping up and this is how it feels. And then I see this cliff rising up and this is how it feels. And so I try to get that in the script because what I have found is there's people who um, I have a, a monthly gathering also. So I found with those people, sometimes they say, Amara, I can't get in. I can't, I can't do this. So I found that giving a really detailed visual script they get lost in the storyline so mm. they're they forget they're not paying attention anymore to what what they can't do or what they can't experience they're they're playing along with the story they're listening and so it starts as the imagination as they listen and then it starts to grow by the time the hemisyncs have the hemisync signals have started to like really move through move in they are lost in the story and then my, my all of my scripts engage them in the story so i i'm i'm not telling them what to do i'm giving open-ended opportunities for them to experience and so that means that each each one the inner and the healing will have a different outcome every mm -hmm. time someone uses them because i mm -hmm. the scenery is the same but the situation will change and so that i found that works really well with my clients and it, and others that i've worked with to have my visuals and my voice saying what they're doing so they can run with the storyline and not have to think about it and then they get lost in it interesting so your approach is to work directly with these issues that need healing or closure mm -hmm. through them but yes. first we're going to give a total reframe like yep. change the perspective on it 
um, and then kind of reapproach. Right. Yeah. And for this, and for this specifically too, what healing from trauma of any kind, like finding closure, the whole, the whole finding closure, what we want to do is we want to remove the physical aspect of our, so before I was talking about pain and emotion and going through it, we want to have that, but we want to see it from up here. We want to go higher. And so the point of this, um, both tracks is to uh, bring us to a place where we can see our situation from a more wisdom-filled, higher perspective and maybe understand the different perspectives of the other people involved in the situation, maybe our part in it, maybe something we didn't we didn't do correctly or could have done better. And that is what uh, specifically the first um, track really helps with is that we get that guidance in there about what we're not seeing because we make the same mistakes a lot of times over and over and it becomes a pattern. Mm -hmm. So what pattern are we going to see from a higher perspective? Cool. So uh, let's set up the first one for everyone. Um, so okay. it starts on the beach, right? Yep. Walking along the beach, um, visual imagery, and and then we find a path that leads us to a crevice in a mountain, and that is how it all begins. Um, there's choices to be made when you when you get in, and it's based on that's where for the user they're they're in the journey by this time the signals are working the story is working and then they get choices they get a choice to make about what journey they're going to take once they see inside the crevice mm -hmm. and um it seems like there's a lot of potential hidden meaning or symbology in the exercise mm -hmm. anything you want to call out I, I will call it out. So I yeah. believe that symbols are the hidden language and we don't need to understand what they mean. Mm -hmm. When I do healing work with my clients, I almost always am putting symbols into them, onto them. I, I will draw them in chalk on my shamanic drum and I will move, the, I will beat that signal on the back of the, that, that symbol on the back of the drum into them as I'm working on them. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the symbol means. I don't need to know what the symbol means, only that something spiritual is happening on a higher wisdom level it's like sacred geometry mm -hmm. and um, that's kind of how it feels to me and we all know there's something to sacred geometry so that's what this feels like so this these journeys are very much sim symbol based and then you can take the symbol with you as you continue on your journey outside in this physical realm you can mm -hmm. bring that and and there's adjustments made to the symbol during during the the um the tracks and when you come back you probably have a different symbol for a different piece of something that you're working through and um where the track allows you to put the emotion into the symbol so that you can see from a higher perspective you're basically transferring your feelings into this 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 stone that you can carry so that really painful things that people are working on you know abuses and things like that that they may be afraid to take a look at Mm -hmm. It is being held elsewhere in the symbol. So we, we are able to kind of hold that as the emotion in the symbol, but also see it from then a higher perspective because that emotion is being held by the symbol for us. Makes total sense. Um, and so I think the first place we encounter the symbol is, you know, we go through the crevasse, it enters a cabin. Um, you go up one of three staircases. So choose your own adventure there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you find a box which has the symbol underneath it and so you're mm -hmm. putting the stuff that you can't handle right now into the box right. related um right. and then you take the symbol stone with you and, and and you go on right you take the stone with you and that's the yep. whole point is to carry it with you mm -hmm. and the steps in in the shamanic world we have um the upper world and we have the lower world and so the if you notice when you're when you're in these journeys all the steps are going up there's because what we're doing is we're as we in in the human mentality as we climb up 
we are seeking higher consciousness. So yeah. it works for lower too, but for these, but these, these two specifically, I had wanted higher, um, the higher world, to upper world journeys. And so yeah. as people climb the steps, you can start to feel the consciousness shift with each step that you climb. Mm -hmm. And so then what happens next? You can climb a bit higher with a simple stone. Um, and then we're going to go into on the first one, um, we will meet a guide mm -hmm. and she is going to, it, there's going to be a free flow time where you're, where the listener is able to ask questions. And I, I do in, in the script, I do suggest like, you might want to say this, or you might want to ask this to give, to give them an idea of how to structure their question. And then this guide will see things from the higher wisdom point and share that information with, with the listener. And then the symbol changes and. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to wreck the ending there, but then the symbol changes and then that becomes um, kind of a modified symbol of, of the emotion that you're carrying. It's it, And then you bring that symbol out into the physical world with you. And I encourage people to, to carry the symbol, to draw the symbol, um, almost like a, um, an intention, like you mm -hmm. would wear an intention. And I encourage people to carry it with them because it's an energetic thing and it's also a reminder that every time you see the symbol every time you touch the symbol there's an, another reminder that it's being worked on things are being mm -hmm. worked on in that higher level of consciousness cool and you repeatedly make um the case that you know this does not happen all at once and no 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody, you know, everybody wants that band-aid, that quick fix, I, including me, I would want that too. But I have learned with working with my own clients, with working with my own life, that I get, it's best if we get things in little bits and pieces. So we'll get one step. So for example, um, let's say it's a relationship issue with uh, a sibling that we're really struggling with. Mm -hmm. It may be that you find in the higher wisdom state that this person just may not be good for your life. So you can't just, how do you just cut that off without causing a lot of drama? So you may get a little step that might be, you know what, maybe just don't talk every single day. Now we're just gonna maybe talk once a week. And that is your bit of wisdom that just gets you through until the next time you are read, that has gone through and it's working. Now you want the next steps. So you go back to the audio, they're open-ended and you listen again. And now what is the next step? And then pretty soon there's like, you start to move from wisdom steps to healing steps mm -hmm. where you can really start to see the difference in your life. You can see the energy, the change of flow. And then you might find that that sibling is no longer someone you fight with and because you're not engaging and you, you still love that person. They love you. You still have a relationship, but the relationship has calmed down because I believe that their soul the person you're having a disagreement with also feels that on a higher level, you're really trying to make this work and do something really wonderful. And I feel subconsciously that that is working with the other person also. Mm -hmm. Good example there. So that kind of takes us into the second exercise then, which is entitled Healing Journey. And yeah. so here again, the healing happens in layers. Mm -hmm. um, an exercise is designed for repeated use. And we're going back to the cliffs again, to the caverns in the cliff. Yep. Um, so what happens in this one? So when we get to the cliffs and, and the crevice, instead of going right, we're going to turn left. And there's a whole different experience, a choose your own adventure on that side too. Again, we're going to, there's a lot of water. There's a lot of sounds of water. Water water is is symbolic for emotion. Mm -hmm. So I had, um, I know when I, I worked with the engineers and wrote the script, there was a lot of me saying, I want water here and water sounds here. And so, um, and so there's also another set of stairs we're going up. There's also the symbol stone, we're bringing that back with us. 
And when we get to the top, um, so I trained as a, a sound singing bowl healer, sound bowl healer, and it's really important to me. I, and so I worked with the engineers and I said, can you play this note and you can play this oh. note and play this note. So as the healing starts, I think it's a, a really wonderful journey where you have your headphones on. So you don't have singing bones on singing bowls on your body. But it comes through so well with the headphones. Yeah. When you wear your headphones, oh my gosh, I was so thrilled at how how well it sounds. And there is an entire singing bowl um, uh, healing that's done, and it comes through just wonderfully. And then you've got you know the, the frequencies behind it, and um, and again that same guide is there to help. She she brings everything through for you. The symbols are playing out. It's um it's really really a it's a I really, really love what the, what the engineers did. I really love it. Yeah, yeah. And um, just in case folks don't know what we're talking about, I mean, I mm -hmm. think most of you do, but uh, you're talking about one of these, you know. Yep, yep. yep. Um, that one is supposedly from 19th century Nepal. At least that's what the guy who sold it. I bet it is. I bet it is. Yeah. I'm that, sure you're shooting me straight, right? <laughs> um, apologies to the folks that are audio only, but uh, <laughs> that is what a singing bowl looks like. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, you know, when I was reading these scripts originally, um, you know, I saw the potential in creating a soundscape here. And I think you you worked with two of our engineers, right? Kevin, I did. Um, yes. Yes. And, yeah. Both yeah, of them. They just created they, a tremendous oh, soundscape just, with a lot of They nailed it. And, yeah. Yes. That's really how it turned out. And I'm glad you are, too. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. So we're using these brass bowls is basically a chakra tuning exercise, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. So, so what I did was, you know, I worked with the, the common, the seven chakras. There's more in some, in some belief systems, but I worked with the seven. And so in the journey, there's a way that, that they're positioned in the journey that it makes sense. So, um, cause it, because I, just the way they're placed. And so, you know, we have, um, the root chakra and, uh, we start from the bottom and we mm -hmm. go up. So this is, this is to support issues from like, uh, it's lack of support, um, lack of stability, grounding issues, things like that. And, and those are all said in the journey. So as these bowls are being placed, the listener doesn't have to think about what it might be for. It's like, this is the, these are the issues that this typically covers. Yeah. And then the second chakra is the sacral and that's that lower belly area. And that is, um, usually pain from broken trust, um, expectations, broken expectations, broken and promises, intimacy issues, and then we work on on the sounds, work on healing that those specific issues, and the listener can add their own in as they're listening to this. And then we keep we move up through um, the third chakra, which is the solar. It's, it's right above the belly button. The fourth chakra is the heart, and those are probably pretty clear: the lack of affection, lack of love, rejection, lack of compassion. Um, then we work with the uh, the third. Uh, I'm sorry, the throat chakra, which is I think is a, one of one of the biggest ones, which is our lack of purpose, um, our, our inability to speak clearly and mostly our inability to be heard. Mm -hmm. And that because so many people feel they're not heard, that gets pretty jammed up and it's a really important one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with that throat, and then we've got the, the sixth chakra, which is the third eye. And this is where we get into, this is more of the lack of purpose, um, sadness, confusion, indecisiveness. And then of course we have the crown at the top. And this is really, it's funny because we, this is supposed to be our, our God connection, our spirit connection at the top, but it represents a lot of times within people is our cynicism and self-destruction, overwhelm, apathy. And so we work on these as we go through, because these are a lot of times the emotions that are tied into 
the loss and the devastation or the disruption in our lives that these incidences that we've been through have, are causing. They're causing blockages with all of that. So those are those are why I mentioned those specifically because that is very much based in loss and disappointment. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And so, um, you know, depending on um, the platform that you might be viewing this on or listening to it on, you might be able to leave a comment. Um, we can respond to it in sort of like a debrief. Um, but in terms of like a global debrief, um, anything you want to kind of point out to people or be on the lookout for, um, things that might frequently come up with this uh, series of exercises? You may listen the first few times and find that when you're done, you might feel bad. You might feel you might feel bad, but it's okay. You you want that 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 is releasing, and so we have to sometimes sit in the energy of that release for just a little bit. So it's okay to feel icky, yeah. and then if you need to, come back and do the second track again, like do the healing track again. Don't work on the actual incident you're talking about in the first one. Just you you've got your step, your next step, but you feel bad. Go back and keep listening to the healing one. Keep getting that cleansing. Keep getting the cleansing and watch as it moves through you. And I would really encourage, I encourage everybody to journal because you never see it working in the moment. You see it in hindsight. So you want to be able to journal. This is what my symbol looks like. You're going to want to write it down and keep it. You're going to want to write what it's about. And you're going to talk about the healing um, journey also. And you want to write that down. What did you hear? What did you see? What did the guide talk with you about? A lot of times it's something that you did not expect. You went into the journey expecting one thing or expecting to talk about one thing only to find out that the trouble stems from a completely different issue that's just been brought forward. So write it all down, allow yourself to feel bad for the day if you need to. If you get sleepy, that's good. Sleep is healing. So we, we drop down so that we can work on it on, on the soul level. Go ahead and sleep and then just keep journaling so you can see the difference that you're making in your own life. That's interesting. You know, I also find that physical pain kind of works the same way. Like you Absolutely. might think that you have pain in an area. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's the problem, but it's yes. actually referred from an issue somewhere else. Yes. Um, and old wounds, old yeah. surgeries you might've had will all of a sudden start to itch or, or you'll feel pain in those. Exactly. It's all where energy is held in the body. And a lot of times it's held in our, you know, in those old wounds, we do hold, hold energy and you might feel some sort of pain or itching really, and you need, it just needs to release. So yeah, and I, I think I um I love the tracks. I'm I just hope so much that it's helpful to people and gives you that chance to slowly work through a process so that you come out on the other side finding closure yeah, on cool. that incident. Well, thanks for doing these with us, Amara. Uh, anything else you want to highlight? Uh anything you've got going on or where can people find you? Um, you can find me at my website, amaraconic.com. And I do have a Facebook page also under the same name. And so I do announce any workshops or books or things like that in those places. Cool. Thanks so much. And thank thank you. Coming. See you next time. Thank you.